Hello and welcome to the His Dark Materials podcast on the Swiss Bold Network and Bald Move. I'm your host, Cecily. I'm your co-host, Alexis. And today we're talking about the second episode of His Dark Materials, The Cave. The name of this threw me off for a second because <laughs> this is not the only significant cave in the story. And Ooh. I was thinking, wow, we skipped a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is just a fun computer cave, which computer know, cave really is kind yeah. of a bad name for the episode. They should have gone with the full computer cave. <laughs> probably um all right so i want to talk about let's talk about lyra and will and everything they're up to first yeah sounds good um they wake up in shirigatsi <laughs> which i will continue <laughs> to butcher at one That's point in the episode lyra says and it sounded like she said the cat and i thought she said <laughs> at one point she says will and his father have a connection to the cats and I'm like, I knew it. And I had to rewind a couple of times. And I'm like, no, she's just trying her hand at saying it too. <laughs> it's not that hard. It can be. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't taken haven't been taking Italian lessons, and I'm not that that's, good at my first language, so <laughs> that's fair. Uh, I really speaking of Chitigatze, I really enjoy how every time you get an aerial view of it, I, I can't think of anything but the red keep. Right? Yes. Because it's like it's it's the mountain, it's mm -hmm. the spiraling city around it. Yeah, it's really cool. I like that aerial shot we got this time. Yeah, um, lots of aerial shots. In yeah, there. <laughs> Some of them a uh, little explodey, but we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Before they leave, Lyra tries on some fun disguises. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I was. Yeah, I really enjoyed this little mini fashion show. Yeah, with red panda pan, red pan pan, red pan red pan. pan pan, red yes. pan pan. Keeping that it's my one favorite. It's my favorite of his new forms. <laughs> Me too. I love it. He's so fluffy. His big dumb face. Um. <laughs> yeah. So she reluctantly agrees to hide pan. Um. Mm -hmm. So, in a bag that stinks of old goat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when they cross over, Lyra runs out and almost gets hit by a car. Yeah, that. Well, threw she me does for technically get hit by a car. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. She gets nudged by a car. <laughs> Smooshed Love over. tapped. <laughs> yeah, she gets scooted a bit. Oh God, aggressively scooted. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so they go to the college, and Lyra's disappointed that Jordan College doesn't exist here. And mm -hmm. uh, I love that. I love that Will. Of course, he has a first aid kit on him. Oh, naturally. Yeah. And the, he and one of the. <laughs> go ahead. None of the difference between these two kids is so funny. You know, she's the one who runs out into traffic, and he's the one that mm -hmm. remembered the first aid kit. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, I mean, they definitely established that these were. The contrast, like you said. Mm -hmm. They established that in the books, too, but they're, like, really hammering it home here in the show. Yeah. Will is just the most capable little gentleman. I love him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you can see why they'll need each other in the coming adventures, I'm certain. Definitely. Uh, but um, some bad judgment on Will's part. He leaves Lyra alone in a strange place for hours? Yeah, that seems like a really... That doesn't. That's crazy. Why did she do that? <laughs> like you, she You've just seen saw her, her get hit by a car. <laughs> Come on, you saw her get hit by a car. You saw what she did mm -hmm. to those scrambled eggs. That omelet, 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 omelet. Uh, yeah. She can't be trusted. 
I was really surprised. I really thought that once she recognized some of the architecture that she was going to start climbing on roofs and get in trouble. <laughs> well, she's she's on her best behavior for some reason where nobody else has been able to tame her. Will is just being her friend and I guess it's all it takes. Yeah. She um well, when she's got a purpose, I feel like she can stay focused. Yeah, that's fair. Um so Sexist Lyra assumes that she's going to be meeting with a male scholar, but yep. uh, she finds that not only is she a woman, but she's an ex-nun. That's kind of mm-hmm. cool. It's the it perfect cool. person to be answering your questions about bar- both dark matter and sin. Yeah, it's almost like it's almost like it was by design. <laughs> Intelligent design? Who knows? Oh, something, something. Anyway, <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad Mary's in the story now. She's a great character. She's yeah. quirky. She's a little eccentric. And she's nice. Yeah, I like her a lot. Uh, very trustworthy. Even if the alethiometer didn't tell her that, I feel like she's trustworthy. What's the name of the... What's the actress's name? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I stopped That's... looking things up for spelling or... Cl- clarity anymore because i you know i'm afraid of spoilers and they are out there oh absolutely they're everywhere so yeah she finds mary malone the physicist nun and (laughs) i like that the alethiometer told lyra not to lie because this just i mean it makes everything so much easier i i love this for movies and tv shows where two characters with important information exchange it with each other what and a revolutionary the, just, concept. Right, yeah, they just do it. There's no lying, there's no, oh, <laughs> but I don't feel right about this. Yeah. Just say it. Exactly, in only a few hours, sh- we got Lyra hooked up to that machine, and Mary's on board. We're doing this. The dust is dancing. It's <laughs> yeah. great. Um, so yeah, Lyra makes the, makes the cave computer go into Technicolor, like Dorothy coming out of a tornado in Wizard of Oz. Uh, we get full pictures and colors, and I love that. Yeah. Do, was this the same way it was sort of presented in the book? Did this meet your expectations? Do you remember any of this? Yeah, no, it's definitely... I wouldn't say that it's like word for word, mm-hmm. scene by scene or anything, but it gets there. It it does the same stuff that it does in the book, and Lyra mentioned that she could get it hooked up to configured i guess you can configure <laughs> the the particles of the universe to use uh words to use english yeah instead of pictures so that's exciting yeah um i mean we, we know the technology is possible with the alethiometer so mm-hmm. but mary's got to make that connection herself i feel yeah. like there's some yep. word play going on there definitely so before we get too far ahead i wanted to roll back to <clears throat> when Lyra was walking through the museum. Uh-huh. Did you see after she like consulted the alethiometer about where Mary Malone was? Uh-huh. She was walking past a display case and all of the statuettes in it turned to watch her go and their eyes were glowing. Did they? What? Yeah, man. What the hell was that? I that wasn't that. in the book. I was just yeah. looking at the the fuzzy animals and the actual guy <laughs> Who was like doing the human statue routine turned and followed her in that same way. Yeah. Weird. That was that was cool, but no, it was like actual statuettes. It was crazy. All right. And we would be remiss if we didn't mention that Lord Boreal sees her twice. And this time when she's in the museum, he gives her his card. 
Yeah. And saying, if you have any questions about artifacts, you, you explore girl, but I don't know that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Please call me. Yeah. Boreal. Um, I like how he said that he brought a lot of these skulls back himself because he's a collector. Mm -hmm. Remembering the first episode of the whole series where one of the, the perfect, the scholars of the college had his head sent trepanned and sent back in an ice block. Yeah, or that's what Azriel said. It was right. one of those guys. Right. Actually, he said it was Grumman, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, okay. So, ugh, I guess they're both creepy collectors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whose head was that? Right, exactly. Who's doing Yuck. this? Um Yeah, I I had some Lord Boreal stuff in the Magisterium, so I didn't want you to think I was gonna completely forget about that uh, but yeah i like sorry that. i don't i guess i had him lumped in with lyra yeah that make that makes sense they're uh we're going all loosey-goosey this year <laughs> loosey-goosey um so yeah you have any more thought oh no i haven't even talked about will we got to talk about will yeah where Will's will went off to shtick they are doing before we get started i'm just gonna go ahead and throw out that they are doing so much more with his backstory in yeah. the show than they did in the book. Hmm. Like, way more. Good. I don't know that I knew anything about this trust or mm. anything that we're about to talk about. All right. Good. Good. We can Grandparents, scoop, what? scoop the no scooper. <laughs> scoop the scooper. Scoop the scooper. What does that mean? It means you've got the scoop on everyone else because you already oh. know what's going to happen. So the show scooped you. The scoop the yeah. scooper. That's going to start happening a lot, I think. I'm starting to see some little divergences here and there that are... I mean, yeah, maybe you want the most faithful adaptation that you can get. Right. But also, whenever you're so familiar with a work, it can be kind of refreshing to see things go in different directions. Yeah, these people are creatives, too, and they're they're interpreting their own way how this is Mm -hmm. working. I like it. It's exciting. Uh so Will finds his mom, see visually sees that she's okay, and texts her back. And the teacher is a nice man, according to the elethiometer. But mm-hmm. I do, I am concerned that he is probably going to call the police after that. Not it, to it rat feels, Will out, but to help yeah. him or find him, you know? Right. It feels like something could be happening because he doesn't look super relieved Yeah. whenever Will's mom ah, i can't remember her name sorry elaine i'm just gonna keep calling elaine elaine how could i forget (laughs) uh whenever elaine mentions that he's safe teacher looks a little concerned yeah like well where has he been and how how long are you staying again so i mean you can pack (laughs) your bags now (laughs) right because i didn't really sign up for this when i offered will help i just meant like lunch money or something (laughs) or one night or one week or something not however long he's been gone yeah um so he goes to this lawyer whose address he got from the letters and finds out excuse about excuse you i think you mean solicitor oh excuse is, me. is a solicitor, solicitor. A lawyer? yes i tried to okay i tried to ask jim that when he was down here and he just he made a, a grunt and he walked away <laughs> i did not get an answer out of that <laughs> a grunt uh so the solicitor <laughs> tells him he has grandparents isn't he excited to hear that huh oh sorry sorry kid you can't have money and you've got some secret relatives yeah um, i don't know people. that i would be excited about that 
No, these people, I mean, red flag number one, they never tried to contact you because. Exactly. Obviously, I think they got the better half of the deal, judging by where they live and the quality of their life in this trust dispute. I would say so. Or they're already rich. Maybe, yeah. Elaine's just living off small sums that are being doled out to her. Mm -hmm. Um, So he, you know, goes to them and learns... Did he, I mean, did he learn anything? He didn't get access to the money. They called no. the police immediately and he makes his getaway. Yeah. No, he learned that they were rats. Yeah. They're dirty rats. <laughs> dirty rats. That's it. <laughs> dirty rats. Man, the whole the whole time when he first arrived on scene and he was trying to drink tea, the whole, the energy, the vibe that I was getting off of Grandpa, I was like, oh, no, no. Oh, yeah, for sure. This isn't go the way you want it to. He's sitting back. He's got, he's got his arms crossed. Yeah. He's not saying anything. Right. Ugh. Grandma's trying to make all the effort, like always. <laughs> yeah. I was like, either he's about to rat him out or he's about to start getting uh, offensive. Yeah. And it turns out it was both. Both. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Will goes back to the college and Lyra happens to be reading the computer alethiometer, which is what I'm going to start calling it. <laughs> At the same time, it reminds her to go meet him. Um, and he's very upset. I was like, man, he is overreacting because she's providing some really solid, cool information here. Right. And I had to I had to take a step back and realize that she just hasn't shared any of this stuff with him. Yeah. And also this stuff. She, is, she hasn't shared it with him. It's all new to him. Uh-huh. And what's most important to him is his dad. The fact that. And money. His dad and the fact that the police are like after him. That, the police yeah. are after him and he've had he's had to stand around waiting for her. Yeah, he's got a lot going on besides magic great. particles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got bigger fish to fry. Bigger uh, pigs to fry? Is that offensive? Probably. Good. I'm okay <laughs> with it being offensive. Um <laughs> I yeah, she finally shows him the alethiometer and again, character sharing information. Good for you guys, really. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Really I think that means that she trusts him enough now, too. Yeah. Um, she was hiding it from him before. Yeah. So they and the we didn't talk about this either, but when she was reading the alethiometer in the museum, it told her that his dad was alive and that she needed to help him find him. Mm-hmm. So exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. That's going to be I, where they go next? Or do you think they go back to the scholar at all? I feel like her running away <laughs> saying, see you tomorrow is always a bad sign. It's just yeah, like definitely. saying, be right back, you know? Yeah, when you're talking about uh, a world hopping person, <laughs> you don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. Nope. <laughs> One street over, so to speak. Yeah, but she's, uh, she's opened up a lot of doors for that woman, at least. Definitely. I feel like this is the the youngest that we've ever seen Will look. Yeah. I don't know why I just kept thinking how young he looked in this episode. Is it just because he looked sad the whole time? Maybe. I was thinking that too, but, you know, like the solicitor said technically or legally you're still a minor. Some Some kind of way that she said that made me think like, is he 16? Is he 17? Is he like on the bridge or the you know, the precipice of manhood. 
or on the on the rainbow bridge to manhood. No, <laughs> no, I think he's thirteen. I think that's oh really? The, yeah, canonically. Oh. Then yeah, that was really just weird wording. Legally, you're still a minor. Yeah, no shit. He's thirteen. <laughs> look at it. Look at his baby face. Yeah. Are you kidding me? He's got a baby face. All right. Swish. Any more thoughts on Lyra and Will and their whole deal? Just a little bit of foreshadowing. I want to talk about Mary. I just want to talk about Mary. All that's right. that's all. Let's it talk is. about Mary. All right. <laughs> There's something about her. Sorry, that was bad. I'm just don't, you don't oh, acknowledge God. it. All right. Yeah. No, it, it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Oh, jeez. I'm leaving that one in. Yeah, I deserve that. (laughs) So in the little um, back back flash, yeah. Flashback? Oh, my God, flashback. (laughs) Yes. I was like, this. it's right, but it's wrong at the same time, and I can't figure it out. When Mary is having her flashback, Uh I almost said it again. Backflash. Yes, flash when she's dance. having, she's her, having her, her flash, flash dance. <laughs> she's having her hot flashback <laughs> when she's when she's telling Lyra about dark matter, the uh-huh. stuff that she's been studying and how she's been studying it. She's holding a slice of amber. Yes, she's holding a slice I of amber whenever that. the when the dust starts starts dancing on her screen. Yeah, and that is foreshadowing. That is indeed. I a mean, little bit. all I know is the name of all three of these books. So, <laughs> yeah, I did pick up on that. Yeah, and they also, there was some of that in the last episode, too, when they were talking about, like, you know how sap comes out of trees and whatever? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, we call that amber. Yeah. 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 Picked up on that one, too. Definitely. Um, they're being very clever about it this season. They are. Because it's, it's cute. I like to see it. Yeah. Father McPhail also at one point says... <laughs> Uh, I wrote it down here. He can see he's just burdened with this glorious purpose and it cuts through his grief like a knife. Yeah, really, really hard. <laughs> and I was like, is this still, is this still cute or is it, are they doing <laughs> too much of it? And I like it. I still like it. <laughs> yeah. I mean the whole, we know, we know the second book is yeah. called the subtle knife. Like, right. come on. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. Last bit of foreshadowing. Yeah. Mary's very last scene. Uh, she is sitting around having a having a science beer. Having a science with, beer <laughs> with her with her co researcher, I guess. Um, her research partner, uh-huh. and she is telling him about this cool ass girl that she met today. <laughs> yeah, and he's talking about funding. Yeah, and he seems very skeptical about her story. That is also foreshadowing. Interesting. Yeah, I I was really surprised. Like, it's (laughs) the reactions of both Will and this guy very underwhelming. For, but uh, you know, Will's got at least a good reason. This other guy, I mean, if you start talking in the same breath about how much you need funding because you have to show something to the board or whoever it is they're getting funding from, Mm -hmm. and your research partner here is coming to you with breakthroughs then yeah, Lyra might have another million to spare if she can help you with your research. Mm. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Maybe I'm being too hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about 
the shenanigans of the magisterium. Ugh, those religious, those evil, bad religious bastards. Yeah. So this is where I put all my notes about Boreal. He sees Lyra and Will cross over and mm-hmm. he rolls down his window to let us, the audience, know he's in that car. <laughs> I thought that was <laughs> such a stupid thing to do. I mean, it's he like if he rolled down out. his window just to overhear them or something, then yes. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Boreal. He's he's fun. Yep, um, he taps his phone against his lip. Hmm. I noticed that. He's going to make a call or something. <laughs> I just, I'm just looking at his lips. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> Can't help it. Uh, yeah. All right. I'll go there. With Mrs. Coulter and Boreal sitting together, like they're mm-hmm. beautiful people and yes. the most diverse in the room. And if I saw those two people sitting together and talking, I would be worried if I were anywhere else in that room. And they Definitely. all should be. Turns yeah. out. Oh, yes. So, Boreal did not tell Miss Coulter that he found or has seen Lyra. Mm-hmm. Um, gives her no indication at all. He could have said that she got away or something like that, but he's just not letting her know. Mrs. Coulter is always also lying to Boreal about Asriel. Wow, that was a mouthful. <laughs> it's a lot of unfamiliar syllables. Yeah. <laughs> um, and kind of ripped her a little bit. Like, I thought they were being friendly until he starts asking these pointed questions about her daughter and he's yeah. a little bit of a shit. He is uh, a little bit of a shit and that was that wasn't for anybody but himself. Right. Bastard. Beautiful bastard. Oh, uh, the way this plays out like this fa- I wrote down Father Charles, but I think it's Father Graves. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, the the rival. Right? Yeah. He also goes after Mrs. Coulter by way of Dr. Lancelius and witches. Mm -hmm. Like he's calling the only woman in the room a witch because she's got this witch-like behavior, right? Sure. And Boreal looks at her then too. Maybe just to see a reaction or maybe he's like, I don't know. I don't know what his deal is. He's not backing Father Graves. He hasn't even been around. No. I think he's just around to watch the the show, basically. (sighs) Yeah pretty terrible uh yeah just like dr lancelius's bonkers trial which was really just exists to explain to us how witches work and the importance of like lakes and the trees and the places and all that i think and how cool they are yeah basically (sighs) yeah which is it is very cool or it was was. (laughs) still Uh, is just not in that specific geographical location (laughs) any longer um this this motherfucker so he he gets him to the point where he's like uh he admits that they they understand and they seek forbidden knowledge and things like that calls him on some heresy bullshit and Mm -hmm. imprisons for eight years of hard labor and demon captivity the peace envoy so uh, this action and some light bombing later just declares an all-out war now, right? It has to, yeah. Yeah. They can't let this slide. I mean, you saw the look on Serafina's face at the end of the, at the final, I yeah. guess at the last witch scene, Yeah, will say. It's devastation. Absolute devastation. And I think her hand will be forced at this point. Yeah, I mean, last episode when we talked about this, it didn't it honestly didn't even occur to me that killing the cardinal would have consequences. 
you know, I thought that the witch would just get away and it's like, oh, those witches that got us again. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Divine retribution, as always. As always. March all over again. Yep. Yeah. They have to punish everyone, including themselves. Um, So Mrs. Coulter pushes McPhail into this action saying that he needs to be not of big words like Graves is, but of big actions. Um, doesn't want to do it. And he, or at least his lizard lady friend, forces his <laughs> forces his hand <laughs> over the fire to uh, atone for his sins. I guess that's some pretty lazy atonement, I think. It's too easy. For Just sure. hurting yourself. Like, come on. Come on. Well, I mean, he's already... Uh, it's already punishment to live in that bedroom. I mean, can you imagine? Ah, uh, the poured concrete. It's just like... What's that What's that show? It's one of those British shows. Grand Designs, I mm-hmm. think. A lot of those... Yeah, sorry. It's Jim and I watch some weird stuff at dinner time. <laughs> <laughs> we really like British reality TV. I, I know. It's, yeah. It's very soothing. Yeah. But um, they're always doing their walls with poured concrete. On, um, so you make molds that yeah. are basically just stacked wood. Yeah. Right? So then you pour the concrete in. And then when you pull the wood away, the concrete has the texture of wood. Uh-huh. So it's like, so you have all the roughness of the wood, but just, with none of the warmth or comfort. Can it's you just, just use the wood and paint it gray? Right. It's, <laughs> it's all bad. It's oh, all bad. Thanks. And of course, that's the style that they would have. This yeah, scratchy brutalist. One oppressive Spartan. bright window. <laughs> it's a sliver of a window. One very thin mattress on yeah. top of again more more concrete. concrete. Yep, great. Uh, Perfect. The only decoration is one glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> if that's, yeah, if you want to, it's sad when that is when that has to count as a decoration. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, all of that makes him cardinal, so <laughs> he got what he wanted. Well, he thought he got what he wanted. <sighs> Who really knows? Who yeah. Does anyone really know what they want? Because I don't think he does, especially since, well, let's talk about this first. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Coulter goes to visit Thorold in his prison cell. Um, and that is Asriel's former, like man servant sort of yeah live in live in assistant type person his buddy (laughs) his work buddy his leopard groomer i don't know (laughs) yeah uh all right let's talk about the witches a little bit here i guess this is all there's left to talk about in the episode uh Mm -hmm. the evil magisterium bombs the shit out of the sacred grove and uh I have some questions for you that you may or may not be able to answer. Light on me. Is this where all of the cloud pines live and come from? Can the cloud mm. pine, because your cloud pine tree has to still be alive, right? The one that you got your sprigs from? Yeah, that would make sense. If it, like, I don't. If it kills and uproots your tree, does that mm. mean, like, does that affect your power in any way? It seems like it would, right? Yeah. If we're going by just magic rules. Yeah. I actually hadn't put two and two together that that was called a grove. Oh, yeah. Uh, that Yeah, that totally makes sense. Oh, damn. That's even worse than I thought it was then. Yeah. 
I mean, that's just where my mind went. Like, not only is it devastating yeah. to like destroy this beautiful landscape, period, but like if that just weakened your army significantly. Mm-hmm. But you know, I I think if the show was going to go in that direction, they'd have some cuts to like witches falling out of the sky or something. Yeah, but I think so too. Um, definitely a blow to them. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, that's really the only questions I had. Um, it's magic, so anything can mean anything. You know, you give a witch to, or a witch, you give us a, a sprig <laughs> to Lancelius to call you at any time in his his directory basement of witches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, having one taken out forcibly can prevent you from flying, and it makes you lose your power. You can just like pull one out magically to give to people to call you. Um, I guess that's how that works, though, right? If you have these beings who are so powerful, then their weakness has to be equally as powerful, right? Yeah, having your power physically taken from you, I guess. Yeah, very real way. Yeah. So I want to address a fan theory that I see rolling around. Is I would? What is your opinion on this? Okay. Is is Miss Coulter a witch? Oh. Or does she have some? association with witches in her past they certainly hinted at that heavily in this episode see i was thinking that because father graves i don't the stuff he was saying it seemed like it could easily or it was the way that she was reacting to it right she was she seemed uncomfortable and we don't see her do that for very much at all (laughs) yeah so did it hit too close to home was he just trying to be insulting or was he does he actually know something? That I would we certainly don't yet? subscribe to that. Um, I don't know. I don't know why or what difference it would make at mm-hmm. this point because, um, I mean, she's not gonna like rediscover herself and join the witches and fight for them, or maybe she would. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a little late for her to... to have any kind of redemption. Sure, you know. Like, she's killed so many kids that I just don't think you can do that for her. Yeah. It is. It's it's rough. But yeah, but she's I would like also, that. She's also a mother, and they're infinitely redeemable, apparently. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're right, but I, I, but I'm also not I don't right. love it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I'm right there with you. That's all I've got for the episode. Do you have any other thoughts? Anything I skipped over? Mm. I'm kind of mad that Thorold spilled the beans so easily. I th- I felt Whenever. like that's why he got arrested to begin with, right? So he could tell someone or her. Oh, and- uh, yeah. <sighs> Asriel killed yeah. a kid and Lyra's on I the other side. I guess he is kind of over. He's over Asriel at this point, right? Yeah, because... Because he killed a kid. <laughs> yeah, and almost as Asriel's own daughter. I could see that, you know, being... Another irredeemable thing. Um, But also, if Thorold hadn't have told anyone, then who would ever know unless she came back? That's why I was irritated. Like, she she would have been off of Lyra's trail for a little bit longer, I think. (sighs) Yeah. If if it were not for this. He still seems to... I don't know. Still seems to think that Mrs. Coulter is good, in some kind of way or can help Lyra in some kind of way. Yeah, maybe. Or, because, because she's his mo- her mother. Yeah, he knows that Asriel's dangerous. 
mm-hmm. but maybe th- I, I mean I, that would be my next guess too that or I run away and go to Jordan College which probably should be what he should have done go to the master there and let him yeah. know he didn't die did he everyone no, at Jordan College still good <laughs> yeah they're still good but they're under magisterium scrutiny now right so they can't do anything really yeah so that probably wouldn't have helped him either yep the magisterium just controls everything more and more each day <laughs> yeah when mary and lyra were talking i was really surprised that when mary was like what's a magisterium that lyra wasn't like well it's a lot like your catholic church here except with <laughs> actual power and right. they're 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 doing bad stuff more bad stuff more yeah. bad stuff <laughs> worse arguably worse stuff maybe i don't i don't know everything about the catholic church I don't know. luckily i don't think catholicism was in will's breakdown of his world <laughs> just faster cars and not silly clothes That's Amber all we know. and just cell phones cell phones oh yes which she's not gonna tell her what a cell phone is <laughs> Yeah, it's just a thing. I just, you know, it's a thing. I can take pictures and make phone calls, and I have all of human knowledge at my fingertips. But. Yeah, NBD <laughs> and Lyra, like, oh yeah, I I have that too, totally. Yeah, yeah, I got, Mm-mm, I got that. I don't think so. If you had to Google by alethiometer pictures, are you kidding me? Would no, none of us would know anything. <laughs> Google and hieroglyphics, nope. Oh, just give it up. <laughs> give it up for a bad job. Uh, I might not do this every week, but I want to end the episode today with some uh demon talk, some demon Demons. updates. Yes. Um, we talked about getting pan as a red pan pan, <laughs> and what are literally called snow ferrets. Yeah, I was saying this ferrets. is a joke, but it's a snow ferret is what they're called. <laughs> Adorable. He had a. I noticed one very cute little smile at one yeah. point when he was. He sort made of a quipping. joke. He did, yeah. It's horrible. He's like, Lara, how are you going to stop lying? And then he made a little smile. <laughs> it's kind so of a shitty joke. It really was. But he's a like, cute smile. Yeah. That's no fair with dad jokes. It's so funny. Oh, boy. <laughs> I love dad jokes. I do, too. I think a lot of people do. And it's fun. Or it's popular to say that you don't. Right, or to roll your eyes. But that shit's super effective right. on me. Me too, and puns. Yeah, which is what a lot of dad jokes are. Mm-hmm. To be fair, <laughs> subverting expectations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we I think about? it's so funny that the Magisterium all has creepy demons, <laughs> like spiders and. Yeah, it seems to draw a certain <laughs> and monkeys. It seems to draw yeah. a certain type of person. Uh, I did not. I did not appreciate seeing that spider. Oh. On that man's shoulder. Oh, he just keeps walking around. Like, what are you doing with all those legs? Yeah, it's it's bad. I know. I spiders are fine. I know they have a place in the circle of life. They're just not good to look at. Is the problem? No. Nope. No. I, I don't like to look at them. Uh, how does a spider talk? I don't know. How does a salamander talk? That. Or whatever a lizard, whatever his demon is. <sighs> lizard lady is all i've got critter <laughs> we never saw that thing in the first season did we i don't know i can definitely tell have, that they right? listened to the feedback and they ramped up the demons and thank you for that 
really. Even even if they didn't give us necessarily more demons, they gave us a more diverse sampling of demons, I think. Yeah. We got to see Thorold's little doggy. Yeah. There was a lizard. Yeah, he was such a good boy. He's or such girl, a good I guess. boy. Girl. Girl. How do you, oh, yeah, it's got to be a girl, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, how, that's how it works. It's got to be Gender norms. Can't escape them. Yeah, it's really, it's strange. We've talked about that before. Uh, yeah. I don't know why that is a thing, but whatever. <laughs> what other demons? What other demons were there? Uh, all guards and cops have Dobermans, so it makes sense that Thorold's, you know, he's a manservant, so he's got a little puppy, too. Mm-hmm. Can you it's imagine, true. like, as a teenager, you're 13, you're 15, your demon settles as a Doberman, and you're like, oh, guess I'm going to be a cop now. <laughs> Ma'am, you just said Domerbin one and Doberman. two. Yes, <laughs> I told you I don't even have a mastery of the own my own language. Honestly, all we witches have hawks and falcons. Oh, birds, yeah, uh, angry birds. Angry birds, <laughs> unintentional. Sorry. Uh, all and angry we birds. saw a fleet, a fleet of demons walking into the room with all the magisterium folks yeah. with a uh, boreal's fucking snake leading the way. <sighs> Fucking boring. Yeah. Yep. Um his thinking about a snake a lot. <sighs> Alexis, to think... get your mind out of the gun. What? No, 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 no. <laughs> so here's here's where I was. Trouser has two syllables, right? So I was trying to think of that, but for uh oh, like Jesus. a the upper body garment. So I was gonna say that snake. I jacket snake. Jacket snake? Po- pocket snake. No, no, no. That's too close to the to other thing. I was thinking like a pocket watch, but yeah, you're right. It's fine. He knows, <laughs> he's, he knows he's a bit of a thirst trap. It's okay. <laughs> uh, a Mrs. Coulter's monkey has been around no. a lot more and has been mm-hmm. significantly less abused this season. Um, yeah. Which is probably because she's, she's been getting whatever she wants. Yeah. And she's been in front of other people. She never does it in front of other people. Yeah. She only abuses her monkey in private. <laughs> Spanks her monkey in private. Ah. I'm sorry. Just like it's it's in my head. My husband says it all the time. Oh, it's... is Miss Coulter going to spank her monkey this episode? And I'm like, stop, oh, stop of it. Of course. Of course he does. <laughs> and then I say it here. <laughs> <laughs> it's because he infected better. your brain. <laughs> Terrible. All right, let's get us out of here. Let's get us out yep. of this trap. We we are both the spider and the web now, and mm. that's the end of the episode. So uh, I guess we are trapped. I'm trapped. Get me out of you're, here. You're trapped in a prison of your own social anxiety. <laughs> I, I hear it. I hear you spiraling. Uh, all right, all right. that's the end of the episode. Of Thank you all so much for listening. We are very excited for next time. Um, having a lot of fun doing the show again. Yeah, me too. If you have any feedback for us, you can email us at entertainment at swizzbold.com. That link is in the show notes. You can also find us on all of social medias at swizzbold. Of course, this podcast would not be possible without our Patreon supporters. You can become a patron if you're not already. And why wouldn't you be? Uh, by going to patreon.com slash swizzbold. But I would especially like to thank all of our Fred-level patrons by name right now. Kira Grusho, Jordan Hoyt, Arvind Rao, Laura Luthi, Brandon DeVito, Mark Hahn, Greg Rasp, Dave Satterley, Jenny, Angelo Morano, 
Byron Rasmussen, George P. Burdell, James Taylor, Lisa Singleton, and Jared Harrelman. Thanks so much, guys, and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye.